0: Tonight on Podcast Them Down, the entire crew of the USS Enterprise dies in the first five minutes. Cool. Podcast
1: Them Down!
0: Hail Metal Universe,
2: It is as we, Podcast Them Down, the Metal Universe's premier metal podcast, and we are continuing our metal rewatch of Star Trek, the original series where we are rating the goodness and metalness of every episode. Goodness, the quality. Quality. Goodness. Which, I'm changing
0: know. all the things in the spreadsheet to goodness right now. Goodness oh. is so subjective, Tim.
2: The quality, which is, uh, we, yes. Thank you for bringing up that word. We, these are objective scores <laughs> that we will be agreeing upon or arguing about uh, to get the best possible data quality
3: because uh, we owe it to you, the listener. And right. Tim Tim watches the episode live mm-hmm. to remove all the bias. Yeah, that's why we do it. Yep, so
2: he's
0: he's the control group.
2: I'm looking forward to them all dying right away. That's going gonna, gonna to yeah. make it hard to do two more seasons, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, I mean it's it's strange that the episode ends and and everyone's dead. Well, so. they've done it before. There was a different
2: captain in the pilot, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, the beginning of the Robert April years. Um All right. was that a joke I don't so get? We, <laughs> yep.
3: Okay. You'll you'll get it in three or four years. Um where's my laughter? There it is. I also, also got
2: this
0: handy. <laughs> yeah. Keep that. Actually, we'll need that soon. Right here? Right. Yeah, that one.
3: <laughs> uh so we open with the Enterprise en route to the, uh, star cluster NGC 321. I'm going to go ahead and uh, hit to play. I, yeah, I, I do play. have
2: to interrupt you. I am watching the uh the remastered you know okay. the, the mm-hmm. HD one, so.
3: All right, go ahead. So the Enterprise is en route to NGC 321 uh to open up a planet to diplomatic relations. Uh, We immediately meet the uh, asshole ambassador of the episode. This guy is Robert Fox. Uh, The Enterprise receives a 710 uh, warning from Amityar 7, Mm -hmm. the primary planet of the star cluster. Uh, And that uh, code 710 is to stay away at all costs. Though, interestingly, the uh, ambassador doesn't know what it means.
0: Yeah. He seems singularly unqualified to do his job like many of the people we've met on the original series this jacket in this is,
2: case his jacket is ridiculous
0: <laughs> and his jacket is amazing and i want to buy that jacket but you know this is not the fault of the missing personnel director this is star i think there's a wider systemic personnel issue in starfleet
2: if i may go back yeah, to the jacket it's like he uh gave his uh his dress shirt measurement in centimeters (laughs) thinking they were inches. Yeah. Right. And they come back with this huge collar. (laughs) That's what it's like.
3: And, uh, uh, you know, the, what we discover immediately is something we've seen before, which may speak to the quality of, uh, uh, diplomatic instruction Mm -hmm. and the personnel assigned to it at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in any case, uh, Ambassador Fox orders Kirk to open the planet up, even if it risks war. So they put on yellow alert and uh, head in there. Peacefully or not.
0: Again, it's a strange sentiment for someone who's trying to establish peaceful diplomatic relations to say whether we have to shoot our way out or not. We're going in... (laughs) That it? That's, that's it. All right. Right. That's a teaser. Let's go delib-
2: Chamber. deliberate deliberate. <laughs> um <laughs> I something uh uh pedantic. Um mm-hmm. they call the planet seven ten, is that correct? Uh, no,
0: that's the code. That's, that's the, the code, code. seven ten. Oh, okay. The, the planet the absolutely. Hey, it's hard to read. Universal universal so I'm reading the captions
2: that, while I'm listening to you. <laughs>
0: Oh. The planet is MNR7. So,
2: but doesn't that imply it's the seventh planet of the s- star MNR? Is that how these
0: are yeah. named? Yeah, yeah. It's the seventh planet in the MNR system.
2: Okay. Okay, go ahead. That that was my complaint. Because uh, I misread while you were talking. Okay,
0: that, that's fine. That's
3: fine. Well, the, the Admiral is very metal, it goes without saying. Yeah, in all ways. Uh, and the fact that they are practicing gunboat diplomacy, uh, and then uh, many of the fans of this show will never acknowledge that's what's going on. That's but pretty I mean, metal, too.
0: This is even beyond... like, Even in the era of like Commodore Perry and gunboat diplomacy, this is just wanton and reckless this is somehow beyond this is more belligerent <laughs> and more just kind of um fuck all attitude than just regular old gun bloat diplomacy it's it's. and uh
3: i we can't factor this now but don't we learn in the next act that this is entirely out of the self-interest of the federation mm-hmm
2: yeah, it's it seems like it like if this was the captain saying it it seems like he's just trying to pad his resume for the yeah, <laughs> for the promotion. But you an ambassador is an appointed appointed position, isn't it?
0: Like, yeah, I mean that he he was appointed by the Federation President, um confirmed with the advice and consent of the Federation Council. Um so yeah, no, I mean this, this guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
2: make them peaceful or kill them. Try,
0: yeah.
3: And this could be an example of sort of the the perils of uh, simplified goal setting. Because this guy is probably trying to meet some numbers for his yearly yes. performance evaluation.
2: <laughs> Things didn't work out with the neutral planet. By the way, that was the best joke in that Futurama. The neutral planet, and apparently. They cut out a bunch of neutral jokes, and I wish they left them all in peace. <laughs>
0: anyway. Now, Doug doesn't know this, but according to um Federation the First 150 Years, a, a licensed textbook. Um after the incidents of this episode, uh Ambassador Robert Fox will go on to uh found the Nimbus 3 Treaty. And and become the first uh, developer of Paradise City.
3: All right, I hate that
2: song. Uh, so guys, there you Back go. in
0: my heart, queerly. <laughs> All
2: right, uh, for goodness, I'd say there's not too much to go on, so I don't really have a positive or negative score. I'm gonna go with a perfectly tepid five. Uh, the threat of <laughs> violence against <laughs> the, uh and recklessness. You know, that, those are both pretty metal. I'm gonna go up to eight on that one.
0: Okay. The,
3: the fact you don't know a universal communications code related to diplomacy, and you're in this role, <laughs> and you don't
0: care. Yeah. That's really metal. That is metal. Uh, <laughs> that's like that's like. There's a gale warning. Like he's on he's on a destroyer, ambassador. There's a <laughs> gale warning, and he's like full speed ahead. I'm in fucking <laughs> charge here. <laughs>
2: Uh, I got a handy. There you go. <laughs>
0: yep. Go into the waves. <laughs> no, turn the ship a broadside. Oh, yeah, there Nothing. we go. <laughs> <laughs> go across the waves. It's safer. <laughs> yeah, so I again, I agree with you. Uh it's it's kind of a middling quality. Nothing really happened. It's a 5 quality, but it's a 9. Metal. The, this Robert Fox might be the medalist man alive in the twenty third century.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm uh, almost there. I'm eight and five. All right. Nice. All right. Let's get yeah, out of that's, here.
0: That was pretty speedy.
3: It was. We
2: we are attempting to to uh uh compress our time. Too,
3: too much talking. Above, keep, keep it keep going. going. Keep going. I don't know, I, let me talk about bup, this more. Bup, bup, bup,
2: bup, bup. We've been under the impression that our episodes are often a little too okay. Let's.
0: (laughs) Well, you see. (laughs) All right, I've
2: already hit play, and they're talking. So go.
0: (laughs) Okay, so they they're they're talking. um, And they they
2: were um, this planet was at war with their nearest neighbor, which I assume would be six or eight,
0: right? (laughs) Okay, so it's actually three. Uh, again, this is this comes from the script r- rather than um, the uh, text of the episode itself. But the, so they're at war with a planet called Vendicar, which is on the third planet of the system. But apparently, Vendicar is a colony of MNR Seven. Uh, MNR Seven is the home world, and the Vendicars at, at some point. Uh, left
2: this ambassador um, looks like he hasn't slept in, in days. He's got the huge bags under his eyes, and what's up with his earlobes? They're huge.
0: I mean, also, I, you, you can't hear him, but I, I believe he is a heavy a space cigarette smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Just from context clues, got it. Uh, okay, so, uh, so they get to the planet. Now, strangely, even though uh, Ambassador Fox is really in a hurry to get to this planet that was broadcasting the universal signal of don't come here, uh, he then uh, decides to stay on the ship. <laughs> so so Spock, Kirk, uh, our, our uh, notable character, Yeoman Tamura, who everyone acts like we know who she is, but she's just in this episode, uh, and then two security randos, beam down. These fucking Uh, they beam down to the headquarters of the government.
2: Which which has a monorail with no one waiting for it.
0: Yeah, it's a very (laughs) beautiful city. There's a monorail. But they basically again we know that this planet is is saying stay away at all costs. They beam down to the White House lawn. (laughs) And everyone's just kind of like, oh, hey, um, they, they uh, you know, it seems fine. Um, they meet a, a, a handsome woman, Mia 3. Um, all the people have like a first name, like a personal name and then a number. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Well, there's got to be something to this whole like Mia 3 thing. Uh, no, there's not. They just are names and numbers. What do they mean? We don't know. Um, but she welcomes them and, and says, you shouldn't she, come here because of the war. Uh, you she really does more
3: sh- than that. She she congratulates Kirk on his instrumentation. Your oh, name? that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and
3: uh, wants to know, they come right to the Division of Control?
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like you pinpointed the White House lawn exactly. <laughs> You guys are really smart. Who are these guys and, following
2: uh, her with their ridiculous hats?
3: Oh, <laughs> they at, at the very beginning of the act. Spock quickly mentions that the USS Valiant, had, uh, uh, a, right. a, a Federation ship, had come here fifty years earlier. Yes, as another one of these ships that just vanishes. So Again, may or may not find out some things
0: You know we should have a Star Trek series About all these 22nd century Starships that just get blown up It could be like a, a tragic comic Series Yeah
2: yeah, it would yeah, be like uh, Every episode how, What was that Black Mirror
0: you know yeah, how like yeah, every, yeah.
2: every episode was a different
0: Cast Like we get or- to see the Archon slaughtered We get to see the Valiant slaughtered
3: it could be like uh, May Day, uh, and then the second half is a uh, contemporary analysis of what went wrong.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm like these typewriters in the next scene.
0: We should also point out that this is the USS Valiant, not the SS Valiant that crossed the galactic barrier, and everyone got uh, god powers. This is a different show.
3: <laughs> yes, that's important. Thank you, Matt.
2: Which... Which you can do because the USS Valiant got blown up.
3: Right, yeah. Our, so, Me3 leads the gang uh, straight to the High Council, mm-hmm. uh, who sit in the corner of an empty room with their space mm-hmm. typewriters. As yeah. you
0: do. Well,
3: there's a war on. Uh, and we warned that no treaty is possible due to this 500 year war. Uh, Spock decrees that everything he witnesses is peaceful in the extreme. Uh, then we witness the war start. They, uh, yeah. There's an attack right yeah, on the so city. That,
0: there's like um, alerts and and lights start going off. Like uh, someone's shining a spotlight on the big paper map they have on the wall. So you know, like so you know, shit's getting getting critical. Um all the pointy hatted guys, the like the leather penis hat guys, like I guess, are just like are just you know they're flip flipping out. Um and so we learn, unfortunately, um that there has been an attack. Uh and it's 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 devastating what happened.
3: Half a million people. Mm -hmm. Uh they order. Counterattacks, uh, And is this the part where Anon, yeah, he, Spock recognizes the scientific logic to this calculus of war. Yeah. Uh, but he does not approve, which Anon and, assumes he would.
0: Yeah, so they have this nice little back and forth um, where, like, Spock, you know, is kind of saying, like, oh, I understand what you're doing. And Anon looks... You know, exactly like you say, like for approval and Spikes does not approve. Um, but it seems strange because even though we're told about this attack, even though it's happening in the very city, um, there's no explosions. Um, uh, Yeoman Tamora can't detect anything on her tricorder. Um, it's very strange.
2: I like how they're fact-checking them in real time. <laughs> <laughs> they call, They call up to the Enterprise too, and they're like, I uh, see anything on the surface they're like nope and then yeah, another and, and flashlight s- appears on the on the map
0: yeah so Kirk asks like what are you what what weapons are they using and they're like fusion bombs you idiot uh, um, yeah. and uh, <laughs>
3: it's a tri cobalt satellite weapon yeah there's tri
0: cobalt satellites uh, as well uh so you know they're doing the triage uh and they discover that uh, you know, half a million people died, um, and they uh, Spock deduces that this war is fought with computers. Um, but herein lies the problem. So basically, Anand tells them that they have uh, a system that registers where the attack happened. And so if the attack is in, like, neighborhood B, everyone in neighborhood B uh, understands that they've been killed in attack and they have 24 hours, which I think is actually quite convenient to report yeah. uh, to the disintegration machine. What? Uh, yeah. So, so basically they're fighting a simulated war with actual casualties. Um, and <laughs> and so, so Anand says, you have to understand, we've been at war for 500 years. Under ordinary conditions, no civilization could withstand that. So we reached a solution. Uh, and, and Spock is trying to figure out what's going on. He's like, so it was a theoretical attack? And Anand is like, no, it's a real attack. It's, it's mathematically launched. My wife died last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> and And so, basically, they've just structured their society around this theoretical computer simulation war. uh but when you die in the war, of course you're dead. that just makes sense um, the uh the people of a high consciousness of duty right, exactly. and so they all just go and uh uh do it uh but so so Kirk has given everybody the usual like, look at these idiots, look around. And uh, they're like, okay, well, too bad for that. I think it's messed up that you guys disintegrate each other, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna leave." <laughs> and Anand says, "Not so fast, Captain Kirk, because when your ship entered orbit, you became a legitimate target. We warned you, and it has been destroyed by a tri-cobalt satellite. So just like everyone else in the area that was bombed. The crew of the Enterprise has 24 hours to beam down to the planet and report for disintegration. <laughs> because they're already dead. Yeah, they're dead. They've been dead. The attack happened. That's a fact.
2: I like how uh, Kirk goes to pull out his phaser or something, and they're like, "No," and they point another weapon at him.
0: Yeah. Let's yeah. So they they have like butt. these uh, disruptors.
2: Is he dead or just the crew of the ship?
0: They're uh, still alive. They're still alive, but they're keeping okay. them prisoner. Um just because uh they need to they need him to convince the crew of the Enterprise hey. to beam down. T- for disintegration. <laughs> exactly.
2: Alright. That's, That's it. it. Let's go. I like it. In, uh, there was uh that Simpsons <laughs> when uh the the wars of the future will be fought by robots, and your mission is clear: to build and maintain those robots.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they must have watched this episode before doing that.
3: <laughs> Probably before
2: writing that Simpsons joke.
3: Yeah. So let's see. The uh, I think uh, I, I do like I think Yeoman Tamora just comes because she happens to have been on the bridge. I guess she's the Yeoman on duty. Yeah, she's the Yeoman on duty. Uh, and then I know immediately what goons to bring, uh, beam down. I like uh,
2: <laughs> it's just it's it's like you're playing tag, yeah, <laughs> or or dodgeball. Right, you get hit with the ball. Now go report for death.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you're out, you. man.
2: I got you. But it's not even that. It's. <laughs> It's, you're just sitting there minding your own business. Now you have to report for death.
3: What? <laughs> well, it's probably inspired by the a degree to the neutron bomb.
0: Yeah. Well, that 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 actually was sort of one of the inspirations of this episode. So so that it would be, you know, especially the tricobalt. So the cobalt device uh, was another. Theoretical Cold War device uh, that would obliterate enemy uh, troops but leave their equipment behind. So it it makes sense. Like there's an internal logic um, in the weapons they're using and and the effects. I guess.
2: All right. So, but for a simulation, (laughs) for the other side to agree to the simulation you're using.
0: Well I think it's a joint I think it's a joint simulation. Oh, they worked
2: on it together.
0: Yeah. Well I think they were fighting a re- it's implied it's not exactly spelled out but it's it's it seems like this was the product of some kind of negotiation as we'll see. Uh, I think it's they were probably fighting a uh, blockchain powered tech. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Well, it's a generative tech like, model.
2: Oh yeah, we just Disintegrated all those people. Didn't put them on a ship heading to to your planet, <laughs> <laughs> to fucking destroy you.
0: No, well, we didn't do that. Trust well. in the system. Yeah, because if there's, it's like mutually assured destruction. If you don't trust each other, yeah, but like, it, it's
2: it's like playing hockey. If you play by the rules, you're gonna lose. You got to play well, up to the line no, and hope for hope you don't get caught.
3: <laughs> that's more yeah, of that's the what reasons put this why civilization you, on the brink
0: five hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's destructive to fight a war. And that's also why you had led your league in penalty minutes, I, b- I believe.
2: Yeah, well, but oh, come on. Uh, the Summit Series, Canada versus Soviet Union. Would they okay, have won? Yeah. Would they really have won if they didn't literally break the fucking ankle okay. of their best player?
0: No, okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. By but the way, the Philadelphia
2: serious? Flyers, a couple years later, beat them again. They were the only... Well, why, only why you're not World Same War. Same guy on the team.
3: If the Second World War had been resolved through mathematical means... Yeah. Think about how much better
0: off we all would have been. We could go to Dresden Cathedral right now.
2: Yeah, but... I I was about to say something that would never make it to air, so I'm not going to say... All
0: right, all right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um... Yeah. So right. So okay. So we and and we've only just begun to think about this craziness. Um, but still, it it I, I I do like the fact that it gives you the premise straight up. This isn't like uh, some of those other episodes, uh, like the festival where they're just like stringing us along for like two or three acts. They're just like, bam, computers, simulated war disintegration stations. Everything we need is right here, like, presented neatly in a nice pacing, nice package.
3: And the, even uh, uh, foreshadow is the wrong word, but there's a conversation between Mia and her helpers before they even make it down. Um, yeah. Right,
2: you saw uh, my message. Okay.
3: <laughs> Boy, <dude. laughs> I wow. mean, you saying that would be very metal. Yeah, Don't that me would wrong. be very metal.
2: Yeah, but I do enough metal things in a day.
0: <laughs> you met uh, your
3: metal quota. That's right. It's almost hard to vet because this is like classy metal. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not. There's a. No, it's not blasphemy. It's like is this intellectual concept?
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It's like it's like it's like the metal equivalent of William F. Buckley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, anyway. Um, anyway, let's I, throw I, the numbers at this thing. It's an eight quality. And well, so what is, I mean, the whole taking war to this extreme is pretty metal. But, I mean, war is a lot of symbolic stuff to war, death, blood. All that's not here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard, right? Because, like, the, the ordering someone... The, This is the way I view it. Ordering someone to go into a disintegration booth pre-metal.
3: Right. This excessively rational technocratic process just sort of stampeding you or in your subconscious. Yeah. uh, Or conscious, rather.
0: But then you willingly walking into the disintegration booth, not metal.
2: Because the computer said you're dead. Um,
3: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that's where the, the Ayn Rand uh yeah will to the Ann Rand fight be unique. Yeah,
0: Ayn yeah. Rand. <laughs> so I uh
2: <laughs> I don't know, I'm kinda of torn because they took anything exciting out of war and made it into dialogue <laughs> and flashlights.
0: Like the flashlights uh, though.
2: I didn't think it was very good. Um but you know, clearly if uh in this war, they didn't uh, follow the rules. If they are, in fact, that advanced, people would be fucking vaporized. So maybe yeah. the threat of that is kind of metal, but I, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, well, they took something else and made, made a box. dialogue. What's that?
3: Metal's all about the box.
2: Right. Be in the box.
3: You can't fucking step out of this box or it's all done. You're done.
2: Hmm. But if you did fucking vaporization. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's metal too. Um, So, I don't know, I definitely, I'm, I'm gonna go five, because, you know, the, instead okay. of action, it was talking. <laughs> and, uh, maybe there'll be some action later. And then, but I do, I do like that the crew has been condemned and must report to the disintegration <laughs> to whatever, uh, pit. <laughs> um, but is it, is a metal... Uh, I'm going to split the difference and then give it a
0: seven. Seven, Doug, what was your metal score? Did you determine a metal score? I, I'm an eight quality. Yep. And I think Tim's two. right. It's a seven. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with the, both of you. So I will give yeah. it a seven I am metal on top of shit tonight. <laughs> and an eight quality score. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds I'm gonna, good.
2: I'm going to dig myself. And uh, let's get out of here. <laughs>
0: Alright. Okay, now this is where the logic of the attack starts to break down because I think Mia was in the room with them uh, but she reveals that she died in the attack Wait. Uh, according to the system.
2: Wait, do you, in the 24 hours <laughs> before uh-huh. you have to report, do you get to just like do whatever like, could you like go do a ton of space heroin or something or like
0: I don't know. I mean, say oh, everyone... goodbye
3: to, you know, fly to Europe, whatever, space Europe. I, I think they're socialized to accept yeah. what's coming.
0: I mean, we meet the people, and they seem genuinely uh, fine about it. So, like, no one's really upset. Um, but I think it's just kind of, uh, you know, you need to make sure someone knows how to do your job. You need to, like, make sure the plants are watered, like, feed the cat. Uh, I think I'd I think be the worst uh, of this. I, I'd go do everything I've been wanting to do.
2: <laughs> well, you're just but, not a good character. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just uh, not a good person on that planet. I guess.
0: Yeah, you're just not I'm, a good uh, Eminarian, I guess. Uh, yeah. So my That's...
3: thought on it, Matt, is that they have a lot of death and destruction to simulate. Right? You mm-hmm. can't actually figure out where everyone's is. Uh, you work from where they're meant to be. Okay. Uh, so it's like
0: by uh, address or so, by mailing address?
3: Yeah. But it's like uh, uh, that not good SimCity game where the people would go to work, That the 2013 okay, one. Okay, yeah. And then they get the traffic model okay, but it was too complicated to actually put them back in their house. So they just go back to the nearest house. <laughs> that's right. And that's the cycle.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So, yeah. I, and I met maybe even there's some like random chance built in, so like it will select your address and like roll a simulated D one hundred to decide if you. Yeah. Li- okay. Yeah, we can build all that stuff in. Um, yeah. So she's just kind of like, well, I guess I'll be going to the disintegration station then. See you later, Captain. And and Kirk's all upset and yelling at her. Um, and. You know, don't you? Don't you want to live? Why? Why are you gonna die? You know, all these kind of William Shatner things. Um what
3: All your beliefs, because I'm yelling at you right now. Yeah, everything you've ever known.
0: Everything you've ever believed is wrong. Uh, and so Kirk is Matt, because remember, she's a sexy chick. Uh, so you know, even oh. though millions of people are, are, uh, you know going to report to the transmogrification disintegration station uh kirk is very upset that mia is going to go um particularly um so he tries to reason her out of it um but you know she's she she is stalwart she believes in the system i do um, like kirk's kirk's line was
3: like uh life means you just report and die that's a pretty metal song, Report and Die. <laughs> report, and report and Die. die.
2: Or at, nice. the, at the very least, a pre-chorus.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so then we go back up to the Enterprise, uh, and there's some chicanery going on. Uh, so we have Kirk and McCoy. Uh, they haven't been able to raise the landing party in a while, and they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and so they're just kind of talking back and forth. When all of a sudden, Uhura says, "Oh, we have a um uh, a call coming in, and it's Captain Kirk. And he's uh, all smiles, and Captain Kirk just just voice. Um, he's like, hey, g- good news! They've agreed to full diplomatic relations, and even better, they're giving us all shore leave.'" So please have everyone beam down and have a great time. And, and Scotty, uh, to his credit, is a little suspicious. <laughs> um, and we soon learn what's going on because we get a quick cut to the war room. And old Anon 7 is something of a trickster. So I, did they explain how he can do this? Is just just something he can do, Doug? Yeah,
3: we never actually see him do it,
0: right? I, I mean, yeah, we just, we just... We see the Enterprise's end. Yeah. So, so somehow they're simulating his voice, but it's unclear how they are. Tim, to get a third opinion,
3: uh, on the wall in the war room, is there a floral arrangement that is an inverted cross? Note that if you see it, because we'll need yeah, it for the still, metal
2: score. They're still talking.
0: <laughs> I, so uh,
2: may, Yeah, maybe it's just a talented mimic.
0: Maybe. He's he's like uh radio's Mike O'Mara, I guess. Um so he uh pre two thousand pre two thousand pre two thousand ten, let's say
2: it
3: it should be noted that Scotty in that initial scene with uh um McCoy says there's nothing he can be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh which is on brand, possibly true.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, he was very clearly put in charge and is very clearly avoiding all work, which, which again is a great insight into the life of Mr. Scott. Um, and, and so they tell the Captain Kirk that they'll start forming landing parties and they, they, they turn off the radio um, and they immediately, both McCoy and Scott, are suspicious. Um, they have the computer analyze the Captain's voice uh, and they give him a 98% probability uh, that it was a voice duplicator. So now they have to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Um, meanwhile, th- this this act has a lot of kind of like switchy cuts. Um, so now we're in the room where all the landing party is being held. <laughs> and uh, again, we hear the word Vulcanians and, and, and so we, we find out that Vulcanians have inherent telepathic abilities, but they're limited um, and, and so Spock is able to mind meld with people through a door which well, that we- totally
2: is an inverted cross <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you, you saw it, oh man um so yeah, so why, why do why, this
2: through? He's doing it through like the cement wall. Does he ever do yeah. that
0: again? No, he always has to touch. Yeah, he, he even touched it, the like, fucking whale. Like when he just, both
2: through the door and the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, maybe maybe there's like a particular resonance or something, or the Amarians uh, have a uh, well, like uh, like Ferengi, for example, couldn't be read by uh, Beta Zed's. So, maybe um, Amari's are like particularly attuned to Vulcan uh, telepathic abilities somehow. Um, But anyway, uh, so they control the douchey uh, penis hat guy. (laughs) And um, (laughs) basically, he like uh, tricks him to come inside. Then he Um, does an
2: Austin Powers judo chop on him.
0: Yeah, then they do judo (laughs) chop. And they take his little gun uh, because they took their communicators um, and their phasers and such. Um, so then they go off. Uh, I guess they tie him up. Like, they knock him out. Uh, Tamora asks, like, what do we do now? And Kirk and Spock say, like, we're going to go get our communicators and contact the ships and steal more weapons. Um, so you watch on to this guy. Uh Okay. This is just a minor thing, but they have the guy they knocked out in the room with them. And they have his gun. But Kirk takes the gun. So he kind of just like leaves a person. They don't know how long he'll be knocked out. Hopefully, Tamora and the two security goons can take this guy. But they have no understanding of their strength or abilities or anything. They're just like, you'll be fine. I think they all go
3: with them at this juncture. They all go? Met Tim. In the hallway scene where they go up to the destructo machine. It's all of them, isn't it? Because they have to awkwardly hide like yep. and the, five oh, people okay. behind And the
2: yeoman yeah. buries her face <laughs> behind Spock while the rest of them are like
0: Okay. You know. All right. So so they just leave the guy in the room. Okay,
2: man. That, that, that disintegration booth is lame.
0: <laughs> but what do you want it to look like?
2: I don't know. I I was maybe frosted glass, so you can watch them disintegrate mm. in somewhat like
0: a. Oh, mulet. watch people dissolve into ashes. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Okay. That, that, okay, that would be cool. Just
2: it's another chance for more actions. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a line. So, there's a line for the disintegration booth too.
3: Well, yeah, oh, I mean, the, the Roach Motel line. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they go it... in, but they don't come That's out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so we see, uh, um we see the disintegration machine briefly. Then Mia reappears, mm-hmm. and then Kirk further interferes with the five hundred year old social process. Yep. And also announces that he's just getting started.
2: Prime, prime <laughs> directive is just like guidelines.
3: Yeah, right? fuck that shit. Um. <laughs> uh, that uh, Kirk and Spock team up to destroy the machine.
0: Kirk, Spock uh, seems really willing to go along with this. This whole planet's um, going
2: to get bombed to shit now.
0: <laughs> I can understand Kirk doing this, but Spock's participation and complicity in all this is, is a little puzzling to me. Because at no point does he like, well, maybe we should just try to escape. They're like, hell yeah, we're blowing up the <laughs> disintegration booth. <laughs> Gotta
3: throw a monkey wrench in this machinery. Uh, for like, for those
2: listening, this booth looks like a uh, revolving door without the revolving door in it.
0: it, it no, it literally is like, whoop, it's like it looks like a dumb like magic trick, or like, uh, um, I think I had the Hall of Justice. Yes, uh, playset. Yeah, that's exactly. All right, so go Google <laughs> like can,
2: Hall of Justice playset yeah. from the eighties.
0: You can spin it, and then like Batman will disappear, and then the will spin it again, and Batman will come back out. It's that thing, yeah.
2: Oh, I'm looking at it, um, oh, dude. I remember that fucking thing. Do we still have that somewhere?
0: I'm sure it's a mom's house. 1984 so yeah, they, uh,
2: Kenner. It's so that thing could be worth like only twenty bucks, a, only hundred forty bucks if you Ooh. buy it from Dallas Vintage Toys.
0: Oh, so, you know, so you know they're going to give a,
2: they're going to give you half that if you sell it
0: yeah. to one of them. But if we sell it, you undercut them 135 on eBay.
3: Matt, I, I can't I, remember. I, it is I don't want to sell it. This... I want to keep
0: it. Okay, all right, all
3: right. When Spock goes up to the guard and says there's a multi leg creature crawling on his shoulder, <laughs> does he just say that persuasively, or is there, like, some conjuring element that we never see again? Yeah, I,
0: I think... He has demonstrated I
3: think, his telepathic
0: abilities, I think he's... Does he... does he? I think it's just a distraction. I just thought uh, he neck-pinched him after that. Um, yeah, he, but. But again, it just seems weird. I was like, Why, why did you say that?" You could have just the whole point of the neck pinch is it's a stealth attack. Like you don't you don't need to present you him in any particular way. Um, it seems perfect to like come up behind and just bloop. Rather than I don't I don't know. Okay, the prices uh, for
2: these things are all over the place. Eighty dollars, six hundred seventeen dollars. $880? $400? $280? $20?
0: $20? That's gotta
3: be fucked up. That's the deal. Well, we can't review the metalness of that toy without having
0: one. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to break. We'll have to, I'll, we need I'll more find patrons. It. Yeah. Are, uh,
2: did we go into the chamber? Are we supposed to be there? No,
3: no,
0: no we're still <laughs> I, t- Okay, because I uh, already got yeah, to this one.
2: I, I got to the act break.
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I so we see... We cut back to the uh um whatever the high council room. Anon seven is busy trying to destroy the Enterprise, but he does learn that the uh disintegration bay twelve has been destroyed and the humans have escaped.
0: Well I I was I was thinking that um this is like Kirk is escalating things, right? I think I think he's like, Well, you know what? We're gonna fucking blow up his ship for real now. Cause he's 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 already blown up a trans uh, you know a, a disintegration station, um. So I I feel like it's like tit for tat. It's very logical yeah. still.
3: Uh, and this is the dangers of escalation. Uh, hmm. May or may not be applicable in the in the real world right now. Yeah. But in the chamber, let's go. Up. Oh, yep.
2: I think it's metal as fuck to <laughs> ruin these people's traditions. Uh it's not even traditions, but like this delicate <laughs> uh, peace that has been brokered. And if, you know, like, like I, I was saying, if the other side finds out you're not disintegrating your people, <laughs> um, well, and you, you know, they're, they're going taking... to use real weapons, like they said.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kirk's not even really uh, coming from a position of uh, a consistent moral stand, he's not even listening to them. Yeah. He's just imposing his own values kind of uh blindly on them without even awareness of that fact.
2: And yeah, no it- chance that is the only there they landed in a city, you know. There is they show one disintegration booth that's the side of size of one person. They get bombed repeatedly. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more of these disintegration
0: changes. Oh, yeah. Are you, well, yeah, this is not Kirk is not trying to stop it as much as he is just blindly reacting to the situation he's in this This is is all very metal of him this is there is no systematic plan for example to prevent people from uh Getting into, <laughs> getting into the disintegration station, he just watches them. He doesn't even yell no, stop. He lets the one guy disintegrate himself, and then yeah. it's just like, all right, this one's closed, and, and they blow it up. Um, so, so, yeah, he doesn't even say, like, we need to figure out how many of these are. We need to figure out how they're powered. We need to stop people from going into them. This is just blind rage. Um, <laughs> like, smashy, smashy time. So... No.
2: The other thing is uh after the this thing's on fire and there's finally some you know something besides talking, the people aren't really running, they're kind of like jogging.
0: They're in shock. Yeah. Cause also they probably haven't these people have never experienced real violence. It's all been simulated. So I I, I wish I think it's just that they were lazy 60s background actors, but I would like to think that that's why they're reacting like that, even though they're probably just like, uh, which way do I go? When's my cigarette break? <laughs> like, do I get paid scale for this?
3: Yeah, I mean, It's like someone uh, wandering into your temple or your courthouse or something sacred to you and the collectively important and then just destroying it. And then yelling at you, yeah, your Bible
0: is a lie.
2: Go away, you know. <laughs> All right, at well, the Vatican.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
2: I don't know. Uh, I relatively, I think this was a little more better. There, okay. There's still room for improvement. I'm going six and a half on quality. Uh, the, okay. met, the metalness. <laughs> just the 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 arrogance and then and then the uh spock like just going going with the flow that's pretty metal yeah. too <laughs>
3: and doing stick can't, we can't forget about the inverted cross oh yeah the oh,
1: inverted yeah, yeah.
2: cross yeah i'm going to go 9.6 on the wow. metalness. okay um thanks for
0: reminding me about that i mean i'm going to give it an 8 uh in metal score including the the inverted cross and i'm actually going to give it a 7 quality score um i i i think this I, as much as i like this act i think there could i i think the pacing could have been better i think there's a little too much like blundering around and it, i don't know about YouTube, but it, it sort of takes me out of the the tension because <laughs> there's just like a lot of like ambling around. Like there, there doesn't seem to be a particular hurry or <laughs> they're just like, oh, we could go down this way. And you know, just like the way they're sneaking around, like they don't seem to care all that much. Well, they're like definitely. they're hiding, but not hiding. Um yeah, and,
3: and like every little scene in the first act contributed to moving the story along and building. This is all over the place. This is just getting some things out of the way.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, I I concur. It's an eight and a seven. All right. Look how speedy we're being. So we open with the Enterprise nearly being disrupted.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So they open fire on the Enterprise. Uh, Luckily, the one guy was watching the flashy light, (laughs) so he knew to put the shields up.
3: Then uh, I have noted that Scotty kind of flippantly suggests nuking the planet.
0: Uh, I'm not even sure that it's flippant. (laughs)
3: Um, Lobs and torpedoes. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, but luckily, our personal hero, uh, Ambassador Fox as soon as they're about to respond um for being fired upon without any real warning uh the ambassador says you're going to fuck up our 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 diplomatic mission uh and so he takes command of the enterprise um again how how he can do this why he's doing this where he's been why he doesn't listen to I Kirk, think... I mean, Scott and McCoy when they say that they're impersonating the captain and they have just fired on us? No. He doesn't have time for their bullshit briefings. He already knows what they need to do. Oh, uh, he
3: denies that they're even holding the captain hostage. Yeah,
0: there's no evidence of that. He doesn't have this authority, though. He's just... He does. He. Starfleet Command or the Federation Council gave him that authority. Um, apparently. And
3: and somehow at the end of this, Scotty makes doing nothing seem very uh heroic.
0: Yeah. A- although also uh we have some great <laughs> we have some great lines in this exchange too. Um so uh <laughs> Scott says that the the best diplomat he knows is an activated phaser bank.
2: That is a good line.
0: (laughs) Oh, They've been flying around the
3: uh, uncharted galaxy doing gunboat diplomacy, so yeah. He's like,
0: if you'll check your regulations, you'll find that my orders get priority. And so he decides that he's going to Beam down there With his little aid um, and, and so Yeah He just kind of appears out of nowhere right Yeah They're, we don't know We've never seen him before We'll, we'll never see him again um, But yeah so he's just like I'm going down there and leaves again um, to, to deal with the Deal with the matter himself As a true diplomat would
3: and then we learn that the away team is hiding in their prison cell.
0: Yeah, so they went back... Okay, now this is where... So they went back to where the unconscious guy is. Um, and now they uh, they have a bunch of weapons. Um, this is notable because this is one of the... This is the only time in the original series where a female character is given a weapon for the purposes of a pre-planned like, security detail. Um, so, he, so Kirk gives Tamora the gun and says, cover the door. We're going to go fuck around some more. Um, they now have all their disruptors. They now have a bunch of... <laughs> they have some clothing and, and penis hat things. So now <laughs> they can sneak around undetected, even though that didn't seem to be a big priority <laughs> right. previously. Um, and they've already uh blown up the one disintegration station so what's the point of sneaking around everyone knows who did it um and you you just went back to the room that they know you're in on the stupid logic that's the one place they wouldn't look uh but yeah that that's that's the great kirk Master tactician's plan um <laughs> And at one point, he's he's holding a weapon and says, we're going to try and stop the killing, which is great.
3: <laughs> we're trying to help. Believe me.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so Mia is, Mia is still there with them, too, for some reason. I don't understand that at all. She's just kind of following them around.
3: Now listen to me, I'm trying to help you <laughs> To save your life And the life of millions like you
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so now uh, uh, Fox is just talking with Anon uh, They they agree to go downstairs um, Like onto the planet <laughs> And uh, it, it's just, again, Fox Even Anon is very upfront with him and is like, "Yeah, we're at war uh we've <laughs> we've been attacked, and um he's like okay well i'll I'll keep <laughs> giving orders, you know, I'll go down there and well, so, and, and we learn that uh
3: there's a grave crisis uh before mm-hmm. all this, slightly uh because they're falling behind in their
0: quotas, right, yeah, the, because this fragile not- system is fraying." And and if they don't, so there's apparently there's some kind of communication between the systems. So the vana will know if they don't actually disintegrate all the people um, for the um, you know allotments that the computer has calculated, and that will trigger an actual, honest to goodness attack. Um, so so they're 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 getting more frantic here too. Um, and yeah so this this is the, this is already a dumb part of the episode but it just keeps getting dumber like when fox just belligerently um yells at scott for trying to prevent him from beaming down to certain doom um he says like i'm going to tell the federation council about you um and yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it, it just gets very, very tedious here. So here's where Scott makes
3: to doing nothing a patriotic duty. He refuses mm-hmm. to comply. And then McCoy is sort of both defending and questioning Scotty's act. Like he's, it's classic yeah. McCoy. Like, well, he- now you've done it, Scotty. Yeah,
0: but he's he talking about lowering actually... the
2: screens.
0: Is that supposed to be shields? Yeah, that's the shields. Um, but uh, they the haggis isn't the, in the fire for sure. <laughs> yeah, again, they just had to throw a little like, in case you forgot that Montgomery Scott is a Scott. Um, we had to throw that in there, <sighs> and and so Kirk and Anon have he- another. Sort of long drawn out, uh, yeah, but he um, totally like talk?
2: he totally acts like he's sneaking into the room. And without, well, yeah, he like without tip- turning he around and tip- he goes, Hey, Kirk,
0: he tiptoes in like he's gonna do something. And Anon is like, Hey, do you want a drink, bro? That's and he a- complains that he
2: destroyed disintegrator number 12, so there's at least yep. 11 more. <laughs>
0: No, I know what you're thinking, Tim. That they're drinking Tranya because it looks a lot like Tranya, but That's they exactly are not. Exactly what I was
2: thinking. Was it is important. Trova,
0: not Tranya. <laughs> it's a totally different name for the grapefruit juice. Yeah.
3: So yeah, and Danan calls Kirk a barbarian,
0: mm-hmm. which um, he seems to really enjoy.
3: Yeah, and Kirk engages in some threats of personal violence. Which are eventually ineffective, so he just threatens to destroy the planet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so that's, so Kirk's plan is just to vaporize the planet, Um, because they call, how does this work? They call the, is this when they call the Enterprise, or is that later?
3: Uh, I think this is, so they have a communicator, but Spock needs to potentially modify it to okay. talk to the Enterprise.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they um oh the, this is when he's like, Yeah, you can go get your communicators. Um, and so they just leave. Um and then meanwhile, um the guards try and get him and uh they they beat up Kirk it's just a dumb ploy so kirk demands that they get the communicators and on says well you can go in the war room it's the second left they're unguarded and then kirk is like okay and starts walking down the corridor and gets beaten up um and it's like he's expecting the ambush but then he loses yeah and and um Again, it doesn't seem particularly savage, but Anand seems surprised that he wasn't killed. Maybe, maybe because he has no understanding of how real violence works. Yeah. But they just kind of, they just kind of, you know, give him a few things to remember, uh, and he's like, Anand is like, is he still alive? Because I think a man like this would prefer to die fighting, um, but he's he's alive. Um, Okay, and then meanwhile, amb- Ambassadors Fox and what's-his-name have be- <laughs> beamed down, and Anon is now there. So I guess he keeps running around. I, I think we're at the end of the act, man. Oh, is
2: that the end of the act? Yeah. Tim? I'm, st- I'm still... They're still oh, fucking you're right, talking. You're right. Well,
3: so just to call out, I, there's, there's a good exchange in that um, where Kirk's just belligerent uh, to Anon where Anon's like... Kick him in the penis you have a drink? And then we can discuss our differences. And Kirk's like, I'm not w- interested in discussing our differences. Yeah. You don't seem to realize the risk you're taking. <laughs> we don't make war with computers and hurt casualties at suicide stations. We make the real thing, Councilman. I could destroy this planet.
0: That's right. Okay. That's right.
3: And then uh, he claims he doesn't need a ship to destroy the planet. And then Wait, he can do it with merely a disruptor.
0: Which, which again, no, you can't, Captain. That's not how a disruptor works. We're pretty sure that there's sound; these disruptors, at least, are based on sound waves. So, uh, yeah, no.
3: But he really thinks that that making that th- th- trying th- destroying the planet with their own weapon is going to work. Yeah, it, it's just, just. You're right. It's an odd boy. It's and then he an just walks choice. into the hall and gets the shit kicked out of him.
0: Okay. Maybe he's. Is now. he really drunk? Is the Trova extremely alcoholic? I it doubt could it. be. <laughs> All right, Tim, hit it. Uh, we're, I already did.
2: We've oh. been in, I've been in here for, for minutes now. Well, Matt mm. and I are just walking in. Yeah, now. we're just walking Sorry.
0: in. Sorry. Okay. We're in the antechamber. That's the opposite of a chamber. Oh yeah. So don't put them together.
2: So uh, yeah, lots of talking, lots of dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna go I gotta go with a five again because you know oh. it was offset by by the fighting. Yep. So I guess a handful of them do know how to fight. Uh no, I'm gonna bump that up to a six because I Okay. I, I enjoyed the uh refusal of to obey direct orders. And uh <laughs>
0: And you like the haggis in the fire line. Right.
2: And yeah, there was there was some metalness there. Like (laughs) like blowing up planets is metal. You know? That's
3: well, and and multiple people threatened to blow up the planet just sort of flippantly without thought to consequence in this act.
2: And you know he could do it if he was on the ship, (laughs) you know. And oh, oh, and how can you forget the line about the phaser bang? The best diplomat is a fully charged phaser bank, okay, so yeah, get that that in itself gives okay, it another half point that'll be six and a half, and uh all right. whole things' pretty metal. I'm going eight and a half on metal,
0: okay, all right dead air. Okay. Uh, dead air. Okay. This is a bit
3: better than the last act. Huh. I, I like Kirk's lack of plan a lot. <laughs> and the, the way it doesn't work, and I don't think Co- Kirk ever really internalizes the consequences <laughs> of that, as usual. I like how multiple people just sort of threaten to blow up the planet if they
0: want there's a like, lot of planetary genocide just being thrown around. I like Fox's willful
3: disregard of evidence.
0: <laughs> or or yeah. just even advice.
2: Well, see, I'm, I'm assuming he's in cahoots with them somehow, because that would explain his actions.
0: Let me give you a brief background around the situation. Fuck you. Here's <laughs> what we're doing.
3: Uh, I think it's a... Uh, yeah, it's honestly, it's a seven and a half quality.
0: Okay. Um, and uh, a nine metal. Wow. Okay. Uh, I agree. It's, I'm going to say it's going to maintain its eight metalness from the last act. Uh, I am going to split the difference between the two of you and say it's also a, a seven. Qu- now, I'm, I'm going to have to ding it a little bit in quality. I think it's a six. Point seven five it's it's a little more it's a little sloppier um and it, it plods a little bit. I mean I'm still invested in it but yeah it, and you're right, this is lacking the blasphemy of the last
3: act, so it's an age <laughs> in metal okay
0: okay all right, one more act to go. I hit it okay, and as I've oh, already uh, mentioned uh uh so now fox and and nameless attache. Uh, who doesn't even get as cool of a coat, beamed down. Um, <laughs> and so they are escorted. Um, it, it's almost like a repeat of the opening scene uh, of the first act. So they beam down to the same place, but Anon is there to meet them. Um, and he just starts um, walking with them. Um, and you think they might be going to some negotiation or something, but instead and uh, none of the guards just bring them straight to the disintegration station. Um, well, they were on the ship and they're dead. Well, yeah. No, no. no. So, so they, they kind of welcome them and they're just like, oh, just come this way. And like, oh, yeah, no. So now uh, you got to be disintegrated. Did <laughs> um, you not
2: transport through the shields? Didn't they have to I, that, that, shield that, down?
0: Shut, shut, shut up, shut up, Tim. Maybe, maybe there was a up. shift change. And the but new guys didn't brief
2: the the old guys didn't brief the new guys. They have to open fire once the shields are down.
0: Maybe, yeah. Or maybe uh I don't know. Maybe they the took advantage. Screens are a little bit older technology, something that could those out for the next mission. Although I'm pretty sure in Enterprise you can't transport when the screens are well, okay. We don't we don't uh, anyway. Uh, they they closed it, they opened them for a microsecond and then re- reestablish them. Let's just say that. Um, so, um, they're so Fox again. This is a like classic original series thing. So he w- he was so convinced of everything, but then immediately he loses all of his compunction and composure, and just like, wait, you guys are trying to kill us? I've had no indication. No one's told me anything. <laughs> well.
3: My favorite part of all this is how uh, Anon is so worried about the quota that even though he could use these two individuals to further uh, other aims, yeah, he just wants to get him in the booth,
0: right? Yeah, he's but- just like that's just too that's too closer to the number I need. Um, so okay, but luckily um, Spock has realized that they burned uh, they beamed down. Um, so uh, Spock ends up kind of saving them, um, and so the they 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 save the two. Uh, well, they they destroy so disintegration has, station he has, eleven. He has a brief conversation with
2: Scotty, who calls the ambassador a poppin' J, which
0: oh, oh yes yes, which is well, yeah, quite yeah.
2: the the insult. <laughs> I can
0: I can't even believe that they they left that in, in the episode.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, they narrowly avoid the disintegration booth number 11.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Pop and jay. And they, and they,
2: uh, for the record, they weren't really struggling. They were just kind of like, I don't want to go in there. So while you Yeah, must I know. Again. There, there wasn't any <laughs> scuffle.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, it's just like, oh, okay. Um they were upset about it but they didn't particularly do anything about right. it um and and so now they they've uh gotten back in contact with the ship kind of um and Spock again he's like part one of a two part plan so he orders the ship to to get out of range of the enemy weapons but stay within phaser range for them and just stand by. Um, and he's, he tells Tamora to find the ambassador and uh, make sure that Mia doesn't kill herself. Uh, again, a very uncharacteristic Spock thing to say. He says, knock her down if necessary. This is a killing situation. Do that what is you- a
3: sample right
0: there. Yeah. This is a killing situation. Do what you must do to protect yourself. Kiss her. And it's just like, you know, it's just like okay. Um, So, so they say, Fox, the Enterprise is ostensibly safe now. Um, And meanwhile, I guess they just beat up Kirk to bring him back to the council chamber to talk some more. Uh, like, Anand is all over the place, right? So he met the ambassador. Now he's back in the council room. Like, he must just be running d- down the corridor to get everywhere. They could have had a second character. You know, one of the penis hat guys, for example, um, would have worked in this uh, thing. But no. So so then they get into a conversation about um, how the, uh, initially the war with Vindicarb was killed, uh, it, was, it was horrible, millions of people were killed, uh, massive destruction, disease, disaster, starvation, um, and, and how horrible it was and how um, blessed they are to have this new system that preserves their culture, that preserves everything uh, for a simple price of, of death uh, of people who are, you know, have all bought into the system. Um, you know, and this is, um, just their way. So, yeah, so this goes on. There's a lot of talking, a lot of talking, uh, then. And not in a very incisive and queer
3: eyed way explains the escalatory risk of all of this. Right. Yeah. Which they're, they're blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just like if if we don't do it, we're um you know we're gonna have a real war, and nobody wants a real war um and Kirk reminds him that he's a barbarian, okay, so now they're angry that the enterprise is out of range um and so Anand calls them to yell at them um but before uh he 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 basically says, We have your captain, you have to comply.' Again, I'm not sure how that is a good tactic because they know the whole story now. Yeah, um, like
2: so, he told them they all have to beam down, or we'll kill your crew, people, and the ambassador. But if they all beam down, they'll all get killed. Like, yeah, and uh, <coughs> uh, yeah. It, did you did you mention that Kirk? uh like uh uh did what is it general order 24 or something yeah, so that, which so, is so so which is destroy as, the planet
0: yeah so as they as they call as he calls the enterprise kirk just yells out general order 24 two hours two hours right i like
2: okay I, what are the 23 like why is destroy a planet 24 cuz that either seems very high or very low to me
0: so we know the Prime Directive is General Order One. Um, so it only takes the twenty-three them,
3: orders to get to destroy. So one of them stay away from the brain people
0: planet. Yeah, <laughs> General. I think that's General Order Seven. General Order Seven is that you have to stay away from Talos Seven, um, and uh, under penalty of death, right? Um, the
3: one thing that uh the death penalty is still
0: warrants. But okay, but we have to remember that that was based when the Enterprise They're not penis, visited penis hats, they're
2: bowling pin hats. I see why. Okay, now. okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> the Enterprise first visited Talos 7 in 2254. Right? or, or no, hold on, 2257. Yeah, 10 years, yeah. 2257. 50. Um, roughly. It's roughly 10 yeah. years to the present day, right? So, if j- there were more than 14 general orders in that 10-year time period... <laughs> well, like,
3: that works encountering a lot of things out there the federation needs resources mhm allies and probably enemies too
0: yeah apparently it's given again uh in another episode um and uh wow the general order 12 is on the approach of any vessel when communications have not been established um, but it's interrupted uh <laughs> Savage is it. Uh, general Order Number 12 is referenced on screen in the uh, Star Trek Picard episode. General Order 13 is evacuation. General Order 15 is no flag officer shall beam into a hazardous area without an armed escort.
3: These, uh, these general orders are all over the place. They're just stacked, or the writers or whatever just going sequentially after, <laughs> yeah. uh, after 12.
0: Okay, so yeah, so General Order 12 is of uh, 24 is blow up the whole planet. Um, so now we have a ticking time element, in addition to the ticking time element, neither of which are taken very seriously. Um, so now it's well, just good old-fashioned Kirk craziness. Um, well, and
3: there's kind of a gulf of Tonkin moment here. Yeah. Where Kirk's basically, I'm like, I'm gonna finish your war. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yep. So, yeah, so Kirk is very adamant that they should have a real war, and that's what, but well, that's what makes life worth living. Yeah, it basically um,
2: says uh, war is supposed to be unpleasant. You've made it painless, and or clean or something, and yeah, it's so painless. In fact, that you've had it for 500 years. War is supposed to be unpleasant, and you're supposed and to be avoided
0: yeah and it's it's just so so he destroys the com- he destroys the battle computer um so well, now there's
2: one battle computer well there's there's like four of them, but like they're all in one room, <laughs> there's no backup system yeah. from what i can tell and uh <laughs> and Spock knows immediately what each computer's function is that one it's also that one does specialties.
0: It's also very distressing, the terms of this treaty, because the two computers on the two planets are connected. But the moment a contact is broken, it abrogates the agreement between the two warring parties. So does that mean if the battle computer breaks, they just launch all their nukes? I yeah. mean, like, if it doesn't get the handshake every 30 seconds? Like, it's just like, fire! It just it just seems... there There, there seems... To be a fail safe that they're missing here.
2: This is totally a cold cold war thing, you know.
0: Like they can't call Vendicar and say, hey, some assholes are blowing up our trans uh, you know our disintegration stations. Can you please just give us an extra twelve hours so we can sort this out?
3: Right. They because there is a red line, but it hasn't been used in centuries. It's the resolution here. Well, they they came up with a very stable system. It must be very... um, uh, Earth doesn't shake, whatever that's called. It must be very stable planets. Yeah, so just all...
0: Clear skies. Clean space. Yeah. And so... uh, So, okay, so it just keeps going. Everything's in chaos. Um, The computer is broken They they the only hope is is calling on the red line, like on the phone, and and seeing if the Vendicar High Command will answer the phone. Um and and that's it, right? Like that's the only hope. Uh except okay, Tim, have you have you finished this uh scene yet? What's Um, going on? They're talking. (laughs) Okay, They're, they're talking. Uh, the computer's blowed up. They said okay. they're just
2: as terrified as you and then the two the two guys just left uh to go see if the ancient phone works.
0: <laughs> okay, so again, so so Fox so so somehow his no, don't cancel
2: it, order twenty-four yet. <laughs> Wait till you're on the, the
0: ship. Okay. Somehow well. his yeah, that's a good point too. <laughs> um so Somehow, I think the attache was killed. Was he killed in something? Because he just disappears. Like, as soon as he was there, he was gone. I think he's the only person who actually dies in the exchange of disruptor fire. Because the red shirts don't die, Tamora doesn't die, uh, but he dies <laughs> for some reason. Um, and And so Fox... Now, even though his only friend died, he's just like, I'll help you negotiate and live here on the planet with you. Uh, I don't even need to get my bags. I have my only coat. Uh, and so he just agrees to help negotiate between the Vendikars, uh and the planet. Uh, and everyone's like, alright! See you later, asshole! And they, yeah. they beam back up to the Enterprise. Um... And and just get the fuck out of there. It, it's well, just there's some good Kirk here.
3: Yeah, so I agree. Jumping back a bit, I think right before he destroys the machine, there's that thing where he's sitting down. I guess because he was captured. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he just sort of stands up and then holds <laughs> nine people at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah.
2: It just that was the bowling I pins mean, comment I made because he threw one into yeah. three
0: of them. <laughs> I would like to think that this was all conscious that they're just bad at violence but again it's not like it, this is not a a choice of the director a choice in the script it's just how it plays out But yeah it's just it's just like all right everybody do what i say
3: i and have a very, gun Kirk is insistent on reducing everybody to his level with his whole speech about how we're all killers and yeah. the goal is to make it to the end of the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, knowing that we won't kill today. He's in KA, I guess. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Peace or utter destruction—it's up to you. Yeah, Kirk hates the fact that they have a sustainable war. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and he he hates he hates cool, dispassionate violence. Kirk wants. Kirk wants to like rip open the the neck of his enemy and drink the blood of his jugular vein. Like that's proper war in Kirk's mind.
3: And even earlier in this episode, when or uh, act when Anon is rationally spelling out the consequences of this inadvertent escalation that's going on, Kirk only cares about that description in the context that it seems to scare Anon. Yeah. Like,
0: like are, are you
3: afraid the to die? Consequences? Pussy? No, it's just about that interaction with that person only.
0: Oh, you don't want to be blown up by a fusion bomb? You think being able to hug your family goodbye and step into a disintegration booth is somehow better? Kill yourself. <laughs> it's just like, What's... what are you talking about, psychopath?
3: And at, at the very end, is uh, Kirk basically says the. The uh, taking a calculated risk with the entire society as collateral on his hunch was a good decision.
0: No, it wasn't.
3: It was a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling they would do anything to avoid war, <laughs> maybe even talk peace. To Feeling's avoid- not much to go on. Well, Mr. Spock, sometimes it's all we have to
0: go on as humans. <laughs> And then like many of these ending quips I don't understand the exchange. So Spock says, "Captain, you almost make me believe in luck," which I get. But then Kirk says, "Why, Mr. Spock, you almost make me believe in miracles." What 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 is is the miracle him believing in luck? Is maybe the, it's is that sounded what, good.
2: Maybe that's why. I don't know. That?
3: Maybe maybe miracles is just the The only remaining expression of religious
0: belief at this point in time. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Well, luckily, though, that's the end of the episode. Let's go. All right. right. Go. Uh, Okay. I'm going to say it was pretty metal. I'm going to maintain the eight metal. Uh, There was some sloppiness. um I do like blowing up the computer. I do like telling people they should uh commit actual war uh I do like uh holding nine people at gunpoint uh I do like not caring that your friend dies uh so i'm gonna give it an eight and an eight. All
3: I... right, what about picking up a war out of nowhere? <laughs> uh...
0: yeah, 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 just like out of pure um <laughs> uh expectation.
2: I like the blatant disregard for your own rules. To blatantly uh-huh. disregard the rules, the rules the of the planet you're yeah. And playing a genocidal chicken is pretty metal too. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. So whatever I gave the 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 previous thing, just add a half <laughs> to both
0: scores because I I think so that's a better. nine and a seven. Yeah.
3: All right. Yeah, I'm going to go nine and eight. I think this last act has a lot of entertainment value, resolves the story pretty well, and is metal as heck. I mean, and just all the lecturing Kirk does <laughs> without considering alternative positions. He, he just knows how things should be.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a very quintessential metal Kirk episode. Uh, I think I mean the, the situation it, it's, it's doubly metal right because I feel like the whole system they have is pretty brutal and pretty metal um, but also the um, you know Kirk's sort of blind almost uncontrollable hatred of it is also pretty metal um, So so yeah so good things all around well, and the way they just destroy
3: the the fabric of two societies <laughs> leave one guy who is demonstrably incompetent to support and then uh fly away before anything's resolved. It was merely
0: yeah. outlook hopeful. This says is the idiot, and this is their like standard um Operating procedure, too. Like, how many times have we seen Captain Kirk leave the worst qualified person behind to fix a problem that he personally made? Right. I think in the last step, his love
3: of penal colonies and romance <laughs> of of uh, colonizing Australia, to leave the worst historian ever Yep. to support. <laughs> and then there's the terrible sociologist on the... Archon put it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just amazing. Um, all right. Well, I have our scores now. So, um, our average score is a 7.597916667. Um, the most metal quality act, the kind of best act strangely is the last act barely Um, but the second and first acts were also pretty good. Um, The uh, absolute score is a 182.35, which is a uh, 74.13%, which makes this something like the sixth most metal episode so far. Um, It is just under... Uh, the previous episode, Space Seed. Uh, Court Martial with an impressive 96.2% is still the overall most uh, metal episode so far. Uh, The Galileo 7 is above this one. It beat out uh, The Conscience of the King, The Balance of Terror. Uh, It just beat out the Corbinite Maneuver and is just under Dagger of the Mind. So this is a solid episode. Everyone should watch it. Um... You know, uh, everyone will enjoy it, hopefully. Uh, and if not, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. And we'll see you next time for This Side of Paradise. Yeah,
0: another great quality episode. My
3: favorite instance of <laughs> restorative violence yeah. ever, I think. Ever. if it holds up. Nice. I, I also get to do a closing. Until
2: next time, Metal Nation, if we are able to source penis hats, you can buy your very own podcast and down penis hat at steelresolve.com.
0: I'm all in. Keep it metal.
3: We already gave you the outro. I know. <laughs> the tell will be are you going to cut it and put
0: it in the right place? Nope. <laughs> Now, would you want
2: the pointy penis hat or the one with the flat on top?
0: All right, I like the flat on top. Yeah. It's a little less aggressive.